There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. everyone we are your hosts sean and ellie and we have something very special to share with you this week ellie how long have we been sitting on this maybe a month i'm pretty happy with this i'm pretty happy with this we are going to jump straight into our main episode but before we do thank you so much everyone who has flown the flag for save star trek prodigy thank you everyone who has just been sharing the love so i think without much further ado shall we have a chat with kevin and dan hageman yes please my God, it's so great to be back, to be doing stuff like this for a show that's back to life again. It's back from the dead. I'm, I am so I'm, can we can we lovingly call Star Trek Prodigy Star Trek Frankenstein? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. OK, we coined that here. That's yeah. that, that's our thing. <laughs> someone actually someone coined. They go, Netflix might become your Lucille Ball. And I'm like, you're right. They, they might become our Lucille Ball. Yeah. Brought us back to life. Oh, I like, I like that one. I know. I like right? That one. right. I'm really annoyed. I can't take credit for that. Can't take credit for it. You can say it, but you can't take credit. You can't take credit for it. You just might get some blowback. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Internet person gets blowback. It will be the headline of the year. You know? <laughs> we have a bunch of questions we'll get to, but first thing I want to say, it's lovely to see you again. Yes. And yes. I'm glad that this year didn't just wipe you out altogether. Well, yeah. thank you, first off, for being massive supporters for our show and getting the word out. Like, you guys are amazing. Yeah. Both you guys, the fans. You know, it was such a challenging year for us and our entire crew. And to see the fan support, it just totally kept everything alive for everyone. Like, it's been... Obviously, like we would, I say we'll get into it re- really quickly in a second, but it's just been so, so lovely to see. And one of the things that's been fun for us, like, y- you know, we love the show, it's great crack and everything. And it just happened to coincide with Ellie's frankly psychotic obsession with Captain Janeway. So yeah. the two things just married perfectly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. When did the idea come from like dressing up as Janeway? Because I mean, you do look so much like hologram Janeway in a way. There's, I don't know what it is, but like, 
You're like, this is. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know where it came from. I think one day, I mean, I dress in vintage style quite often anyway. So I was just like, one day, I'm going to try that hairstyle. And it, it just stuck. And then yeah. I started watching it and was like, oh, I like this character. I'll dress like her more. <laughs> Have you ever met Kate before? No. <laughs> it's intimidating. It's She's great. First one's intimidating. Second one's great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it, it's it's gas. I've I've been to like she where she was doing talks at panels and everything, and you're just like, I can talk the wings off a fly, and I think I would be tongue tied talking to Kate. Yeah. Oh, I'm email tied. Like she, like she'll. I have to send back an email. I'm like, I cannot match this level of eloquence. They, sometimes like yeah, her email comes, and I'm like, this feels like a she like hand wrote an email to us, you know, and <laughs> like. You should put the time and the thought and the care. And yeah, anyways. I tell you what, though, this leads me quite nicely into the question that I was going to ask you. So let's move into it. Um, yes. Obviously, I know you can't really talk too much detail about season two, but even for season one, what was it like for you two to write for such an iconic character, to write the older version of Captain Janeway? It's intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole room felt the importance of it. I think the whole room, we had a lot of big Janeway fans. And even um, Dr. Erin McDonald, I remember she was our consultant and she didn't know what her show was about. And she walks into the room and she has a Voyager tattoo on her arm. And we're like, we're going to play with Kate Mulgrew. And and that, 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 what's that? I was going to say, and remember, like when we first started, we had the writer's room. It was hologram Janeway. That's who we were doing. So it felt a little safer. It wasn't the mm. real, it was a hologram program of her, right? Yeah. But we did like, yeah, I think even in our early pitch, Dan, we had, didn't, we, we always had. Like, yeah, we had the real Janeways after them. We were like, how great of a villain, but it's Jane, the real Janeway is hunting them down. I'm like, oh my gosh. So, they, so, so then we were excited by that concept. And then you start brainstorming it and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Now we're dealing with Janeway for real. Like who, yeah, where is she today? And what, let's not screw this up. So then it got, I think it's, but it's also, it's interesting. It's like, you have these fun, like sandbox ideas. Like, wouldn't it be great? But then you're like, oh my gosh, but Kate Mulgrew is a real, real person. Is she going to be someone who's going to even like the show? Is she going to be someone who's going to be standoffish? Will she even want to do this? And again, when Kevin and I first met her, we've told this story. It, it, you know, we sit down and she's like, all right, boys, what are we drinking? And I'm like, right then and there, I'm like, this is like my dream scenario. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, and so we, every time we're in the same city, we try to get dinner together. And it's honestly some of my favorite times, some of my favorite conversations. I, we, we, we've been, we've walked the cities of London just laughing our asses off. Um, I don't know. We've had so many great experiences with her. So I'm so proud of our crew and everyone. And I think it starts top down. Like, I feel like Kate is just an amazing actress and a leader. And she's someone we're so proud to have on our team. Um, we, we were thinking as well, like when the show was originally being put together, like knowing it was going to be Janeway mostly centric, um, the temptation must have been so tough to just do Voyager season eight. But you didn't do that. And with the fan reaction that you've seen, you know, has that temptation gone up or has it gone down? Or like, is there even a temptation to do that? Or are we just completely moved away from the Voyager arc? I think you'll see in season two, while there is, you know, it's been announced that Robert Picardo and the doctor's coming back. um, You'll see there's even larger surprises coming that are, it's not tied to Voyager, right? 
so it was never meant to be, you know, some sort of a Voyager, you know, uh, on ramp to Voyager. It's an on ramp to Star Trek. But know? when you write, it happens to have a lead character. There's a lot of relationships. Yeah, when you're writing a character, you're writing about the relationships and about the person. And suddenly, like having the doctor there meant something. And, and it, you know, so, so yeah. So, and then we're still waiting for Chakotay, right? So, <laughs> thank God we weren't canceled because, my gosh, that would have been the biggest carrot in front of Trek fans. JC uh, Shippers would have been like, yeah, they would be like, what the heck, Hagen? Town. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't deal with it. Yeah. I'm I'm very happy that that that's going to continue. Yeah, there's some good <laughs> stuff to come, guys. There's it's going to be good. <laughs> I tell you what, though, it's so exciting to have the doctor back. I mean, speaking for myself and Sean, that was so hard to keep to ourselves. How has that been for you keeping that secret? Is it a sigh of relief now you can yeah, finally talk to people about that? Two years now, we've probably known. You know, yeah. But Kevin and I are such like blabbermouths. We want to talk, so it is hard. It's like, I think like every time we saw you, we're like, oh, can we tell you stuff about what's going to happen in the season? You're like, no, don't tell me. <laughs> like, Yeah. And we're hoping like, you know, we really wanted, we always try to keep the secrets as long as we can. But like when Vegas came and when our show was sort of erased from existence, on the ropes. <laughs> we were like on the ropes, let's do whatever we can to get people to notice, you know. Paramount Plus had said only a two minute clip and we couldn't find a two minute. We, we either had to reveal Picardo or reveal Voyager 2. And we fought, we're like, you know what? We need four minutes. Four we minutes. Need, we need to see, Picardo, we need to see Voyager 2. We need to show people that there's more out there and it's going to end, you know. So I'm so happy they approved that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Like between season one and season two, you've you've effectively got three hero ships. You've got the Protostar, you've got the Dauntless, and you've got the Voyager A. And I, you know, I I refuse to believe that this, you know, the end of season one as it is, that we'll never see a Protostar again. So how has it been balancing having three hero ships or, you know, 
obviously how how much you want to tell us about season two i'm guessing nothing uh but you know we'll get time on voyager a presumably we get more time in the protostar we've got so much time in the dauntless how did you manage to balance that without any one of them becoming a cameo well like like the protostar you know these ships are characters right and so the protostar is such an important character to our kids and, and to us as an audience so we weren't just going to bring back the protostar after destroying it that means it meant nothing right so um so we're going to take our time and we just felt like you know with season two it was time for them these kids they don't have their own ship anymore they're in the adult world now you know what does that mean they're they're entering starfleet you know and that's good and bad you know what i mean there's good things and bad things that are going to come out of that and um I, I think we could tease that. I don't think you'll see the Dauntless in season two. That's it. Okay. No Dauntless. The, the Dauntless had its moment. The Dauntless was like the the the, the antagonist ship, right, to our protostar. On the hunt for the protostar. Yeah. Slipstream drive. Yeah. Uh that 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 old slow slipstream. Yeah. Come on, get with the times. Get a proto drive in there. Uh, I mean, that came from like a discussion in the writer's room. We're like, well, what ship could keep up with the protostar and uh the Dauntless? I have a nice, easy question that's not heavy at all for you. Um, so if you think about, I mean, like Star Trek in general, the tradition is that season ones are generally the please forgive us, there's more coming seasons of of a lot of it. Now, there's plenty of exceptions to the rule. And Prodigy's one of them, right? So ye came out strong. And what's happened is that a lot of the other ones, they got to build and build a bit. And then you halfway through what should be a victory lap, you were told, all right, wrap it up now, gents. And thank God, you know, Netflix has come along and that's not happening. How has that been in terms of seeing the fan response and then seeing the outcry to the cancellation and then being able to follow up on some of that? How gratifying or frustrating must that have been? No, it's a roller coaster ride. I think it's, I mean, because I think we had so, we had, we have so much, we had and we have so much face in the show. That we're like, this is amazing stuff. We were really enjoying it. The fans were really digging it. Um, and I also want to put another thing in perspective. You look at like lower decks and they're on their fifth season. And yeah. I think Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, it's definitely in production or something now. Yeah. And that's like 50 episodes. They have 10 episodes of seasons. Prodigies has 40 episodes, you know. So it's not like even though, yeah, it's labeled months, as two labeled, yeah. But- Again, when we started the show, we always had in mind 10 episodes was a season, although whatever factors have changed that. Um, so, but yeah, but seeing the ups and downs, it's never, our faith in the show has never wavered. We just, we know the town and the industry is going, it's going through. I, a I refuse to believe that we were, are going to be the most short-lived Star Trek series ever made. I could not wrap my head. I'm like, no, our show is too good for this. We are going to keep going. I had the utmost confidence that it will find a, a home someplace. But on the flip side, it's still utterly frightening, you know, as much as we have the confidence. But CBS Studios, I mean, they were they were putting money into season two. So I think that was the confidence enough to go. They're not spending money to, to lose more money. You know, that's not the way it works. We had a so- lot of people believing in it. And then to see the fan support was just amazing and just and it really i think kept us and our crew going you know because we we felt like a little ship where we were all we all believed in it but 
suddenly you couldn't find it on YouTube anywhere and all this stuff. And so to see the fans though, you know, on Twitter and this and that, it was just amazing. Yeah. I mean, that was what I was going to say. I mean, the the feeling, it must've been so gratifying to see such a response to that. I mean, the banner, we must say Michelle Stokes is who organized that. And I mean, even I was like, wow, that's, that's just so amazing. I mean, how did that feel for you? I loved, I loved it. And I think she was, she just like did it. I love that. She's just like, I'll, I'll fly a banner. How do you fly it? Who's going to fly a banner? How do you get that made? Or hey, people chip in. Let's fly a banner right over Netflix. And on top of that, I remember when all the toys were getting sold out. There was a moment where, like, right after, yeah, the Blu-ray, all the Prodigy stuff, and I was like, "This is amazing!" And so, this is the first time we've been a part of something like that. Um, and so, it, it means a lot. I feel like our show on Paramount Plus, because it was the home of Star Trek. Uh, we had Star Trek fans finding it and, and, and it took a little bit because they, you know, they thought it was like a Nickelodeon little children's show and they go, Oh, this is for me too. So I think, you know, we have the Trek fans now aware of our show, but I just think, I think hopefully Netflix is really going to, we're going to grab the kids out there all around the world. You know, that's what we're hoping again. And, and like with that as well, like, you know, the season one wraps, everyone should be, you know, doing the, the raising the glasses, clinking the champagne. You have to deal with a platform change. But how long was that wait for you? You know, we obviously find out when the announcement comes out, you know, basically, because I know, again, probably some stuff is under NDA and absolutely respect that. But like, is there anything that you'd be able to tell the audience about basically how your year has been? I mean, using before that, even when the show, when we first started the show, um, we were told it's going to be on on Nickelodeon, and and we didn't even pitch it to Nickelodeon. They just bought it sight unseen. We're like, okay, this is the show is just got some adult stuff in it. You know, they're yeah, like, we're, we're not going to write this. It's like, I love it. Let's do it. And and then all of a sudden, Nickelodeon gets bought out by uh, Paramount Plus, and so it's like we feel like we've been in a show that's been in turmoil in the sense of everything outside of it. Then COVID hit. And then all, and we're doing everything um, on we, Zoom. We, yeah, we Make literally had animators in India dying from COVID, all, and and it was just like her crew was, yeah, it was. It was amazing. It was, it, yeah, and so it, it, we we feel like the little ship that could, you know, that we're we're just chugging along, and we wish we had, you know, um, um, like the old time Voyager, you know, this many seasons, this many episodes, and 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 the space and the safe space in order to make a show, but we've always just been doing everything we can. And I think it's actually kind of fitting for a show about hope and a show about kids trying to get to Starfleet. You know, we're fighting to be a Star Trek show. And I think at the end of the day, when we look back, I think people will see we did everything in our power to do it. And I, I, I'd like to think that we'd be standing on the same um, uh, um, Mount Rushmore of Star Trek shows. I would agree with that. I think that's definitely true. And of course, we know that we have season two on the way as well. I mean, I'm going to ask you the question, even though you probably can't answer it. But season two, 2024. Do we have any idea when in 2024? We've got a ballpark? Close to the start of it or close to the end of it, maybe? Oh, just somewhere in between those two. (laughs) We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we honestly don't. I know our show will be ready at the end of this year we'll have finished it but i know it takes a lot of time for netflix to do things for different territories and so so and so forth but um yeah it could, i don't know 
Yeah, we're 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 mixing and finishing the animation on the last uh, three episodes of season two, and of course, our finale isn't just one episode; it's a multi-episode finale. This is it for like all forty episodes, and it is just awesome. But we're our team is all in the deep of it right now. It's a challenge, but it's, it's going to be good. Um, I have a much easier question: um, When do we get season three? Yes. I want that. I want, I, I, I keep, uh, I keep thinking, you know, we're, we're Star Trek Prodigy is, is we're in the footsteps of Star Trek original series and how it was canceled and Lucille Ball helped it out and it found new life. And then it had a feature film come out and, and new life and feature, you know? And so like, my hope is if it's a season three, I would love that. If it's a, you know, a trilogy of, of movies, animated films. I would love that, you know, live action. I don't, there's so many possibilities. I think we said this before, but Kevin and I will not stop until we get a fully little operational protostar toy in her hand that lights up. Like that's, we've seen it. We've seen it. And it's amazing. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I knew that the prototype, the prototype surely was done. actually how thematic the prototype was done, you know, mass production whenever, but it, it suits the theme. Uh, there was one thing, um, actually, this is less a question, something I just realized I, I wanted to share with you. Um, earlier on, earlier on this year, I got the chance to do an interview with Manny Cotto before he passed. And in that interview, um, I just mentioned da, 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 da. oh and of course with the Zindi arriving in Star Trek Prodigy and the man absolutely brightened up uh, okay. he was just over the moon by that so I, I just wanted to share that while I was talking to you oh, um, I love that I love that I love hearing these like little stories like just just yesterday we, we were emailed about a family who the mother loves Star Trek but the father and the and there's a teenage kid and some little kids no one watches Star Trek. They like Star Wars. And so my uh, our friend suggested to the family, well, why don't you try out Star Trek Prodigy? They got the DVD and they started to watch it. And after the pilot, the kids were in. They loved it. The teenager loved it. The dad was like, this is great, you know. So it just, it always warms my heart when I hear a story, especially, you know, we're in a place of waiting for it to come out and find its audience. I know we're tight on time now. So what I do is I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up. Um, I'm very, very, very excited for season one to sort of Phoenix its way back into people's homes again. You know, I mean, it is there. I've, I have the season one box set beside me here, you know, but it does feel like it's about to premiere. Yeah. So it's weird. <laughs> it's, we don't know how to talk about exciting. it. Yeah. I love that it's dropping on uh, December 25th. It's like we had great luck with that. That's when Troll Hunters dropped. And originally, when we were told on Troll Hunters we were dropping on Christmas Day, we we're like, that's a horrible day to release. And they're like, no, it's a beautiful day to release. Kids get new tablets. They got no school. They got a, they got, they're, they're stuck in home for four days looking for stuff to do. And like, 
they they can binge through the whole season. They can go through all twenty. Before it was designed to be watched and big binging mode, you know. And that's something that's really interesting too. Of like instead of waiting once a week for twenty two minutes, where you're just like wanting more and more. In hindsight, we're like that's that's that was a challenge. I think I don't think that helped the show. There's just the show's twenty. You know, whenever I heard people uh, uh, say anything negative, there's like there's, the episodes are too short. You know, they want you know. And so, Dow was mass. Yeah. That was mass. I don't know what you're talking about. I certainly never said. Ellie, did you say that? I I never said anything like that. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, whenever obviously we're looking ahead here. Whenever season two does drop, a part of me, I I agree with you. I think it works. It's a serial story, and it really, really works that way. Um, we've already had the conversation that whenever season two drops, all plans are cancelled. Um, you know, we, we, we will, we will resurrect the editors from the ice will have left them in for a while to kind of get some rest in and we'll get the ups and downs out. You know, we'll, we'll do the best. By the way, we've already drafted Aaron. You're both drafted to cover episodes as well. If we get all 20. Wait, how are you going to do it? Are you going to have like an ups and downs for each episode and just like be dropping five episodes at a time? Or are you going to do like for the first five, here are the ups and downs? To be to be honest, to we be decided. Do, to be decided. <laughs> to be decided. That it doesn't happen that way. Uh, my my hope is literally they would drop like ten and ten or something, you know, so you could spread it out and really. That's make- more manageable. I think we yeah. could manage that. Yeah. yeah, selfishly, that's that that's what I was actually. I want one yeah. and one, but like daily would be fine, you know. But yeah. like, but I think the track record as well of of Netflix with you know um, things like I suppose is it Black Mirror a good example of the Crown? They do like little batches. Um, but that's totally self-serving talk and we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, gents, thank you so much. Yeah, we'll, do, um, we'll talk to Netflix. We'll, we'll just, we'll do whatever you want, Sean. Okay. Excellent. Cool. Uh, so Sean if said. We get, Sean if we get season two now, then you could do whatever you want with it. Like when it, you know, later on, that's fine. Yeah. You know, it'll be like, you know, kind of the, the audience won't know it hit them. They'll be like, you know, all of the episodes are, how's there 10 new videos from Trek yeah. Culture? Hang on, there's another 10. <laughs> We'll see how it goes. Um, but I'm so excited. And I know I, you know, we speak for everyone, you know, Chris, who, you know, has to put everything together in a video. He does it because he loves it. And he was gutted when when we lost Prodigy originally. And then it came back. And then it was a, the poor man's had heart failure like three or four times this year. But he's still going, um, you know, um, and we can't wait for season two to come back. Um, What is, and I'll leave you with this lovely question, what is the biggest tease that we don't know that you're still not allowed to tell us? Um, There's bigger characters than the Doctor in season two that are not Voyager related. How's that? There's no words. That's good. (laughs) That's good. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, everyone. You're wonderful. Enjoy the rest of your day. And always love seeing you guys. I know. It's so good to see you guys. And oh my god, how much fun was that? That was very, very fun. That was oh. I love those guys so They're much. So nice. They are They're such so- friendly guys. And just a little disclaimer, because um we definitely went over our time because we just um we just couldn't stop chatting with them. <laughs> that is true. I have to say, um I you know, we're so sorry, Rachel. It was so lovely. Uh, but like, because on the day that we did this interview, they had something like it was just block after block after block after block. And yet, yeah, feels great to get the couple of extra minutes, but we know it's like, mm, 
also possibly sorry to the people who were scheduled for after us. We might have mm. made them start late. We're sorry. But that's the lovely thing about the Hagemans. I mean, both of us are fortunate enough to have met them in person and it very much felt like we were just chatting to our friends. Um, and I, I feel like they felt the same way as well because uh, they, they didn't want to stop chatting to us either. So... That was nice. <laughs> yes, that 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 was lovely. Uh, to, to all publicists out there, we shall try better. But yeah, you're right. It, it was it was it was lovely. But look, everyone, long and short of that, December twenty fifth, Prodigy season one will be dropping on Netflix. So if you haven't had a chance to watch it yet, enjoy it. And the fact that it'll be on Netflix, kind of enjoy it at your leisure as well. You know, um, mm. it's a great. Sure. We would not, if it was dreadful, we would have done a couple of like, uh, hashtag safe starship prodigy. Anyway, let's talk about Stranger <laughs> Worlds. Uh, it was absolutely not that case at all. The show it was so much It consumed our lives for a good it, few months. <laughs> it kind of did. It kind of did. But thank you, everyone. You know where to find us. We're on all the various socials. Um, type in at Triculture or Triculture YT. We'll turn up. Uh, I'm at Sean Ferrick. We have the lovely at E Little Child. And I believe the poor at Tom Roberts Finn or at Tom C. Finn has had to turn this into some sort of watchable video. So thank you. We love you, Tom. <laughs> um, everyone, because we're getting so close to the time, uh, on the off chance we don't see you again, have a very Merry Christmas. Have a very happy holidays, if that's the right way of saying it. Um, uh, sorry, raised in Ireland, we've said the one thing for the all of time. So, uh, yeah, so I hope I got that right. Stop laughing at me, Ellie. I'm trying. <laughs>